Welcome back to the Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCreary, and I am back here today with Thomas Smith. Uh, a few episodes ago, we previewed the NFC conference for the NFL, went through each division, talked about each team, uh, and what we expect for each team. We're going to be doing the same today, um, go through each division, talk about all the teams in the AFC, um, starting off with the AFC East, and just kind of preview what we expect from each team in the AFC Conference. Uh, Thomas, thanks for coming, and uh, yeah, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Super excited to get to do the AFC episode. I would I would say the AFC is definitely a lot more stacked than the NFC, so we may have more positive things to say this, this episode. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to try to keep this one a little bit shorter. Last time, we went a little long. It was a long episode. So it was we'll a fun to... episode, though. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was a good episode. Just a little long. Um, but... We struggle with that. We just we keep on talking, and yeah, it's man. hard to stop. It's hard. But we'll go ahead and get started with the AFC East, um, and we're going to start by talking about the Buffalo Bills. Um, and there's a lot to talk about with the Bills. First, what do you think the Bills' run game is going to look like? Because they've added Damian Harris. Um, with the addition of Damian Harris, do you think that changes things? What do you expect from James Cook? Because um, he's going into his second season. Um, now, so do you think that changes things? I know that they've wanted to try to improve their run game. Um, how do you think those moves do that? <sighs> to me, it doesn't feel like it's really going to change much. Damian Harris is probably an upgrade to what they had last year, but not by much. I mean, last year what, it was Zach Moss and James Cook and yeah. Naheem Hines, but more Naheem Hines was more of like a return specialist than actually getting to see the field. This year they've added Damian Harris. I think they also signed Latavius Murray. Um, so, like, they added some more, like, powerful, like, typical, like, bruiser running backs um, to complement James Cook, who's more of a, you know, receiving back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just don't really see it changing very much unless they make a point to change it. Yeah. Because – their running game situation is more about their scheme than and their, their play calling than not having a good running back. Yeah. And so – and th- they get a lot of success from the running game from Josh Allen too. So, I mean, I just don't see them changing that very much this year. So, I, I just don't really see it being yeah. very much improved. Their offense hasn't changed a ton. Like, they haven't added a ton of pieces on offense. Which they don't um, necessarily need to. Yeah, they did add Osiris Torrance, the rookie guard. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to start year one. Yeah. He's not listed, listed as a starter on our lads. I do like the addition of Damian Harris. They signed him in for agency. I think yeah. he's a good player. Um, early in his career, he was really, really good with the Patriots. Uh, but when they added Ramondre Stevenson, his role uh, diminished. But, like, in 2020, um, he averaged nearly 70 rushing yards per game. In 2021, averaged nearly 62 rushing yards per game. So I think he's a super talented back, um, and I think he'll complement James Cook really well. James Cook is not as big as Harris. Yeah. Um, and the addition of Osiris Torrance will also help out in their run game. Um, and I think that they've relied too, a little bit too heavily on their pass game and really like Stephon Diggs. And so I think it'll help a lot to see them kind of um, add, add another element to their offense. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they're going up against teams like the Bengals and the Chiefs. And, and speaking of – playoff run. Yeah, speaking of adding another element, they are also able to select Dalton Kincaid with their first-round pick in the draft, tight end out of Utah. Um, a lot of people considered him to be the best tight end in the draft. It was kind of just – 
it's an interesting spot for Kincaid because they do already have Dawson Knox, and Kincaid just kind of becomes. He's not necessarily like an inline tight end anyways. He's more like a kind of power slot guy. Um, and so he just – I'm interested to see how he fits with this offense, how quickly he and Josh Allen can build a rapport. I just I just don't really think we should expect too much from his rookie year. Yeah, I think he's going to play a lot like a receiver. I think they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. Yes, I agree. Um, I think he'll play in the slot a lot. And with that kind of role in year one, I think he could be awesome. You sure. know, they have Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think they'll rely on him a good bit year one. Um, if they do run two tight end sets, which I'm pretty sure they're going to, I don't, yeah. think, don't think they would have used the first-round pick on Kincaid I if they agree. weren't planning on using him that way. So I think he could actually be pretty good as a rookie. Um, maybe not. I don't know if he'll be the best like rookie tight end. I'm not sure he's going to get that kind of volume playing next to Stephon Diggs. Yeah, Davis, and that's and my Austin biggest Knox. thing is that like I just don't know how much of a volume he's going to get yeah. just because they have so many weapons. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox. So I just I'm not sure how much you know attention he's going to get on the field. Yeah, I think another another interesting thing with this team is how much they're going to miss. Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. Because they lost him in free agency. He went to the Bears. Um, and that and they did draft Dorian Williams, a yeah. linebacker from Tulane. He was a later round draft pick. Um, and they do have Matt Milano. So I think that's it'll be really interesting to see how their defense changes without yeah. Tremaine Edmonds. Matt he, Milano is, is a great linebacker. Yeah, underrated. Um, like super underrated. And was he injured last year? I am not sure. I can look it up and see if he missed any games. Um but, like, with Jermaine Evans, he's this super big athletic linebacker. Um, and I think, like, not having him on this defense is going to hurt it a little bit. Sure. Um, last year, Milano played 15 games. Okay, so never mind. And he was an all-pro an all pro first team member, um, also a pro bowler. Yeah. Had a really, really strong season for the Bills. Yeah, they just had such a great linebacker duo for a while with Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. Hopefully, you know, Dorian Williams might be able to – you know, take over that role a little bit, but I'm sure, you know, it's going to have to be Dorian Williams plus some other people. I don't know how much they're going to, you know, let Dorian Williams just be the starter as like a third round pick. Yeah. So we'll see. So do you think the Bills can get over the hump and make a deep, a deep playoff run, maybe get to the Super Bowl? I mean, every year we say that they can, it's just to the point now where like, it's even harder than it was last year. The AFC is just so stacked with talent. Yes, hypothetically, like on paper, fantastic team. They just have to figure out a way to get over the hump and actually, you know, make a deep playoff push. And, well, not even that, just make it to the Super Bowl. Because every year we talk about them like, oh, Bills are going to be the ones out of the AFC, and it never is. Yeah, I think they can be better. uh, They can be, you know, maybe not better because they were really good last year. Like, I don't think people understand just how good they were last season. They were really, really good during the regular season with the addition of Damian Harris, Dalton Kincaid, um, and with Bob Miller coming back. Like, I think those will be huge additions. And then, like, you you bring back Bob Miller, who is an awesome defensive player. I think they can make a deep playoff run. Yeah. Um, I, I think we need to see more from their offense. I think Josh Allen has to be better about limiting turnovers. I think he needs to, to improve in that area. Um, and I think they need to see more variety in their pass game. I think they need to, to find guys um, in their in their 
skill position players who can provide value outside of Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it, it wouldn't hurt for them to, to, you know, have a good run game, which I think they're in the position to have that this year. And I think um, for them to make a deep playoff run, their, their defense has has to play at a high level once again. So I think they can, but it will be hard to beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and we'll talk about them later. But now we can move on and talk about the Miami Dolphins. And I think the biggest thing with the Dolphins is, like, what's Tua going to look like? After a strong season last year, and after he dealt with concussions and injuries last season, what are you expecting uh, from him? Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all up to whether he's, you know, healthy and mentally ready to get back in it next year. Because, I mean, two big injuries like that, uh, I mean, it's got to scare you as a player. Yeah. Like especially the way that they went down, like the concussion where his body was just like laid out on the ground. And I mean, it was just bad. Like it was brutal to watch on TV too. So I think that we'll just have to see what his mindset looks like going into the season, but they're poised to like on paper, they are such a good team. Like if Tua can stay consistent and stay healthy, they have a chance to make some noise in the AFC. Yeah, last year, Tua had a phenomenal year, um, and it was derailed a bit by his concussions. Hopefully, he's okay. Um, having that many concussions in a short period of time can not only like affect you in terms of your health long term, um, it can also affect his career. Yeah. So, hopefully, he's able to have a long career. But he really looked phenomenal in this offense oh, with yeah. their new head coach um, and with you know the addition of Jalen Waddell. Um, like having Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Kill is crazy. Like that's yeah. a huge advantage over it every is. other team. And we saw their offense perform at a high level. Um, I think Tua, if healthy, can can have another strong season. Um, with the talent they have around him, they've also added like Devon to Chain through the draft, running back. Um, not sure, you know, how big of a role he's gonna have year one. But I think we can be confident that their passing game is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. They also signed Robbie Anderson, or sorry, Chosen Anderson. Yeah. Um, so, hey, five years ago, that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think they also, did they did they sign or trade for Teron Armstead? Or was that a move that they made a year ago? It was a move that they made a year ago. Okay, he was their I, starting left tackle last year. Yeah. Um, and then defensively, they added, uh, not Jerome Baker, David Long Jr. Yes. Added him from the Titans. That'll mm-hmm. be a big addition to their defense, and then another big name, the biggest and addition. One of the probably. Bi- probably like one of the bigger moves that was made in the offseason was them trading for Jalen Ramsey. Yep. So how do you think the the addition of um, the additions of David Long Jr. and um, Jalen Ramsey will affect their defense? Oh yeah, David Long Jr. definitely helps their linebacking core out. Him and Jerome Baker are set to like be their two inside linebackers. Uh, you still have Channing Tindall, who they uh, drafted a year ago yeah. out of Georgia. Uh, I don't really know that he did much last year. I'm not um, sure. And they have Falcons legend Duke Riley. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that'll definitely help. I think the biggest thing is definitely Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, with Byron Jones pretty much retiring now, Jalen Ramsey steps in to where they still have, like, a big two-corner duo with him and Xavier Howard. Um, and the thing that I like about Ramsey – Having Ramsey and also drafting Cam Smith out of South Carolina, another corner, they have a lot of versatility to play Jalen Ramsey wherever he needs to play any given week. So he doesn't have to stick 
to like, oh, he's the left outside corner or oh, he's playing slot corner. They can move him all over the field, the field now and kind of, you know, give themselves the best opportunity to win, um, you know, wide receiver corner matchups. Yeah. I'm really excited to see their defense. So last year, their defense ranked 24th in EPA per play allowed. Um, and they have so much talent defensively. When you look at their depth chart, um, in, in, in their light, really in their linebacking core and their secondary, there's so much talent here. They have Jalen Phillips, one of the more underrated edge rushers in the NFL, in my opinion. For sure. I think he's a guy that has a chance to be a superstar one day. I loved him coming into the draft in 2021. Um, and I think he is just a special player. They also have uh, two good inside linebackers in David Long Jr. and Jerome Baker. Then you've got another talented pass rusher, Bradley Chubb. And their secondary stacked. you got Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, Javon Holland. So I think their defense can be a lot better next year. And if Tua can, be, can stay healthy um, and, their, and their passing attack can kind of replicate what they did last season, this can be one of the stronger teams in the AFC. Oh, absolutely. In my opinion. I'm not sure if they're going to win the AFC East because the Bills are a really good team. Plus but I think the they're Jets. Gonna, I think they're going to contend for it. And I yeah. think um, they can make a run in the playoffs. I think the AFC East is going to be really tight yeah. this year. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really three teams. I mean, and even if the Patriots – I don't see any way for them to really – have a path to win the AFC East, but they could theoretically make some noise too if you can get a jump from Mac Jones. But we'll get to them in a little bit. Yeah, um, so I think we both like the Dolphins a lot. Yeah, I think they can be really good. It'll be tough because the AFC is, is tough. And it, it is cool. Last year we saw the, the Bills and the Dolphins play in the playoffs. The, the Dolphins didn't have Tua, but it was still a very competitive game. Yeah. Um, who was their backup? Um, it was uh, was it Teddy Bridgewater? It was actually Skylar Thompson. Oh, in that's the right. Because Teddy Bridgewater had also gotten hurt. Yeah, because they had so many injuries. Yeah. To their quarterback room. Now we can move on and talk about another team that we think is going to be. And I, I assume that we both oh, think yeah, can we, be pretty good, do. and that's the New York Jets. Um, and you can't talk about the Jets without talking about another one of the biggest moves that we saw in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Them getting Aaron Rodgers. How yes. much of a difference do you think? Uh, Rodgers is gonna is gonna be for the Jets. It year. should be a pretty massive difference. I mean, they were a good team last year, fully being supported by their defense. Like Zach Wilson was awful last yeah. year, and they were still able to win. What they go seven and uh, seven and ten or eight and nine? Let me look. Something like that. I think they did win seven games. Yeah. Because they were they for a long time. for a little bit they were in playoff contention yeah and they they went seven and ten okay still being able to go seven and ten with the quarterback play that you got last year from Zach Wilson is pretty impressive I fully expect them to be able to win double digit games this year yeah Aaron Rodgers should you know take them over the hump with that um, Robert Sala is a great head coach they've got Nathaniel Hackett as their OC who is Aaron Rodgers' OC in Green Bay. Um, and so they should be able to essentially run an offense that's like very similar to what the Packers were able to run. At least it'll be a comfortable offense for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, I they they should be much better than last year. And you know it's it's a weird feeling because I've been a Packers fan for a long time, and so Aaron Rodgers has been like my quarterback. But weirdly enough, I am just like, nope, you're not on my team anymore. <laughs> I don't care about you. You're not good anymore. I hate you. That is so funny. Yeah, I, I think people, um, 
I hope people don't underrate Aaron Rodgers, and I hope people don't forget how good he's been just a few years ago. I yeah. mean, in 2020, in 2021, he won back-to-back MVPs. Oh, yeah. And when the when the Packers lost Devonta Adams, or really not lost, when they traded him, um, his numbers went down, obviously, because you're losing, like, arguably the best receiver in the league. Um, and his numbers weren't quite as good, but I still think there's a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent left in the tank. Um, and he's going to a team with a lot of young talent around him. You have Brees Hall at running back. You have Garrett Wilson, who we're going to talk about in a second. Um, and they added a lot of guys that he is used to playing with. Like they, they, um, The Jets signed Alan Al Lazard and Randall Cobb, former uh, teammates of Rodgers. They also brought in Miko Hardman. Um, and they still have other talented receivers like Corey Davis and Denzel Mims. Um, so they We're got still still holding out hope bro, that Denzel bro, I, I am Mims still holding out hope for Denzel Mims. Yeah, you know he's probably not going to play much, but no, he's still not. Lo- love me some Denzel Mims. Um, I think they're going to be a lot better offensively. And you brought up how how much they relied on their defense last year. I don't think people quite realize or realize just how good their defense was last year. Yeah, they, their defense ranked sixth in EPA per play allowed. Um, just really, really good all around defensively, and and if, if we're they, being honest, they got better. Yeah, they acquired, you know, they traded for Chuck Clark for safety from the the Ravens for essentially nothing. Uh, the Ravens is, were pretty much just trying to get rid of Chuck Clark so that Kyle Hamilton had like a, you know, a legitimate role in their defense, and they also were able to sign Adrian Amos free agent formerly of the Green Bay Packers. I feel like the Jets are now just like the New York Packers. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, it feels like. Um, you know, they still have DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, one of the best corner duos in the league. Um, and they were also able to draft Will McDonald, who I think is going to be a nightmare for quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah, how good do you think their defense can be? Dude, it's it's cuz it was it was like I mean, it'll, yeah, it'll be year. it'll be a top 5 defense. It's it's very good. Their defensive line is phenomenal with Quinn and Williams. John Franklin Myers is a super underrated defensive lineman. Uh, Carl Lawson should have a, a really good year. And then also Will McDonald um, out of Iowa State, who they drafted in the first round. Super Shockingly. explosive. Couldn't believe, yeah. couldn't believe that they drafted him top 15. Yeah, super explosive pass yeah. rusher, though. I think he'll have a role as more of like a third down like rusher. Yeah, and he, he could have a lot of production as a rookie. If he plays a lot, um, do you think that Will McDonald could like potentially contend for defensive rookie of the year? Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. I'm not sure I, if he's gonna play enough. Though. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't see a path where he's like a an every down defensive yeah. lineman. Uh, he's he's a third down you know pass rusher. Yeah, for this defense, I I think he has a really good chance to evolve into something more. But as a rookie, I think that's what he is more of like a uh, like a Josh Uche for the Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, like a James Houston for the Lions, kind of that similar role, but more talented than those guys. Yeah, so I think another thing that's important to talk about when you're talking about the Jets is the Quentin Williams contract situation. Yeah, because he he's he's up for a new deal soon. Right. Um, I'm not sure. Does he have to sign it now, or is he looking for an early extension? I think he was looking for an early extension, and it, it's just—it's one of those where um, I think he just wants more money than the team might be willing to give him, and he's not very happy with the the situation. Yeah, and he—he's he, he, asking for a lot of money because Dexter Lawrence of the Giants just on his his right. mega deal. Yeah, um, and Quinnen's good, and has gotten a lot better. Like he had a really mm-hmm. strong season last year. 
So he's asking for a lot of money, and he's probably asking for money the team might not be willing to give him. So it'll right. be really interesting to see if the two sides can come to an agreement, and um, and if they don't, how that's going to affect him and the team's relationship. Yeah. Um, what do you expect from Garrett Wilson and uh, South Gardner in year two? Both of those guys were awesome yeah. as rookies. Um, South Gardner was like an all-pro corner as a rookie, which is unheard of. Well, yeah, here, here's the thing, is that Sauce Gardner is in conversation for being the best corner in the league, and he has played one year, and he was a rookie. That's how special he is. That's how crazy he was last year. Now, to me, with Garrett Wilson, I think he is the biggest beneficiary of the Aaron Rodgers signing. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I mean, we saw what he did last year with mediocre quarterback play. Now you get Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, in that offense with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson should be poised for a big year. Yeah, Garrett Wilson last year, super productive. I think he was out just outside the top 10 in PFF grade among receivers, which is, like, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, also, which is really productive, had he was top fifteen in, in total receiving yards with one thousand one thousand one hundred three, um, which is crazy when the quarterbacks he was playing with, like Zach Wilson, struggled a lot, and even their backups who replaced him struggled. So I think Garrett, Garrett Wilson is going to have a big year playing next to Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and I think South Gardner is going to have another big time year, um, and will will play a big part in their defense. What do you, what do you think is like the ultimate ceiling for this team? They could win the AFC East uh, for sure. You think they'll win? I said they could. That's, oh, that to me is their ceiling. Yeah, I can't see them making the Super Bowl just because of how stacked the AFC East mm-hmm. is. There's a lot of other teams that I think are probably going out of the AFC uh, as the the AFC champion. But to me, their ceiling is probably like winning the AFC East. Yeah, I agree. I think they could win the AFC East. Um, their defense is going to be awesome. It's hard to make any kind of like strong judgments or yeah. predictions because yeah, especially this early yeah, on. Yeah, new, new quarterback. Um, Aaron Rodgers is great, but we don't know what he's going to look like with this young receiving core. Right. And also, outside of Garrett Wilson, the receiving core isn't amazing. Um, like Alan Lazard, good receiver, but not like a great one. Yeah, it's like it's like Randall Cobb. Yeah, Miko Hardman. Just yeah. Outside of Garrett Wilson, there there aren't a lot of great players. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, in terms of like skill positions, um, but I think they're going to be a good team. Commit in the playoffs, definitely can contend for the AFC East title and can potentially make a deep run. But it would kind of surprise me if they if they you know went all the way to the Super Bowl and won it. Um, I'm not quite sure they're that good, especially when you have the Chiefs. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how good they are. And we can close out our conversation about the AFC East by talking about the New England Patriots. Yeah. Um, what do you think that the past offense is going to look like now that they have Juju Smith-Schuster and Kendrick Bourne in the receiving court? Yeah, they have a weird offense. Um, I, I, and they just paid Devontae Parker, which is really yeah. odd because he's, it feels like he's at the end of his career and hasn't really had a great year since he was in Miami. Um, so I, I, it's a very mediocre receiving room. There's no clear number one guy. Um, I feel like it's gotta be Juju, right? You would think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, Kendrick Bourne's been there and so has Devonte Parker. So I, I don't know. To me, there's not really a clear number one guy. I think like the biggest thing about their offense is like, 
how does Mac Jones bounce back from last year? Especially, I mean, I, I have been giving him like a little bit of slag just because they had abysmal play calling last year. I mean, they had two defensive coordinators yeah. trying to, you know, join together to be an offensive coordinator. Now that they've hired Bill O'Brien, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, the receiving room's not great, but they can make it work if Mac Jones can play at a higher level. Yeah. They also, so uh, aside from getting Juju Smith-Schuster, they also brought in two tight ends, Henry Hunter Henry. Well, Hunter Henry's been there. Oh, no, sorry, he's but, been there, but yeah, they brought they in Mike, men, Mike Jasicki. Yeah, Mike Jasicki. They brought in Mike Jasicki. Um, so that'll be interesting. They're probably going to run a lot of two tight end sets there. I yeah, assume. I would assume. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're going to try to run the ball a lot too. Yeah. Do you think that this is? Yeah, and they should run the ball a lot. Ramondre Stevenson is a stud. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is like the final straw for Mac Jones? Because there were a lot of room. There's been some rumors that Bill Belichick and him have a, a rough relationship, yeah, and that it, Bill may have even tried to trade him at some point. If he plays poorly this year, yeah, it's probably the last, yeah. probably his last straw. But he's going into this is year three for him. I mean, I'm sure they keep him through the end of the contract. Maybe they might just try to trade him immediately yeah. though if he has a poor poor year. I just don't know who, if he has another poor year with like a you know reputable offensive coordinator who's been a very good offensive coordinator for a long time. Um, say what you want about him as a head coach for the Texans. Um, I just don't know that he that his he has more years in New England. Yeah, he he. It, it does feel like he's on a short leash. He had a solid. He had a, a like a solid rookie year. Yeah, he was exactly. Pretty good as a rookie, um, and just hasn't been able to re- replicate that kind of that production he had his first year. So I agree. I think this might be the the final straw for him. Yeah. Um, one guy I want to talk about, and mm-hmm. we, we can actually talk about two guys on their defense, two rookies. Okay. That's Christian Gonzalez and Keon White. What nice. do you expect from them? Uh, Christian Gonzalez is definitely in a position where he's going to essentially have to start yeah. as a rookie. Keon White is a little bit different because they do have a lot of depth on their defensive line. So he probably ends up just being more of like a rotational defensive lineman his rookie year. Um, so I don't expect a ton from Keon White, even though I love him. He's he's my guy. I'm, I'm a big Georgia Tech fan, so he's, you know, uh, a big achievement for us to have a second-round draft pick. Yeah. Um, but Gonzalez definitely will have to start immediately. I'm sure there's going to be some growing pains. There mm-hmm. usually are, especially for corners. It's just a hard – it's a, such a hard position to trans – like to transition from to college to the NFL because receivers are just so much better in the NFL. Yeah, and Gonzalez, he's probably going to be either their, their, you know, cornerback one or their cornerback two. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a hard role to fill. It'll it'll likely be like him and Jonathan Jones. Yeah, and like playing corner is really hard in the NFL. And like we saw a guy like Sauce Gardner who we talked about when we talked about the Jets. He stepped in right away and was awesome. I don't expect that from Christian Gonzalez nah. uh, because Gonzalez wasn't quite as good as a prospect. Right. Um, and I think Gonzalez has tremendous upside due to his physical tools. Like he's a freak, a-, a freak athlete with crazy good uh, movement skills, but I don't think he's polished right now. Um, and I don't, I don't think he's quite ready to step in and be awesome immediately. Um, but he's going to get a lot of chances right away. Um, and he's gonna he's got a great opportunity here in New England. I think he's a great fit with their system. So there is a chance that he like overperforms expectations right. and plays well. Um, but I do agree that I think there might be some growing pains. And I'm really interested to see um, how Keon White 
plays and how much he plays and how he performs yeah. in this defense. Because um, I, I like him a good bit, and, and, and I like his fit in New England. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to say about the Patriots? Anything you want to add before we move on? Not really. I think they're, you know, going to finish last in the AFC East. And it's not even because they're a bad team. It's yeah. just because the AFC East is really stacked this year. Yeah, it, it's really good. The, the top three teams in, yeah. this, in this division are phenomenal. Who do you think eventually comes out of the, of the AFC East? Um, finishes on top. If I had to just bet on it, I would say the Bills. Yeah. They're, they're tested. They've won it the last, what, two years? At least, if not three years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a good team. We know what they are. They didn't change very much from last year. I mean, and the things that they did change are should be improvements. Yeah, I, th- I think the Bills will win the division as well. I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the division. Yes. One of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I think their defense is awesome. I think their offense is going to be very good. And I think that they can replicate what they did last season next year. I think they're going to be very good. Um, and hopefully they use that, that really bad loss to the Bengals in the playoffs as motivation Yeah. Um, to, to come back stronger than they were last year. But, yeah, I agree. I think the Bills are going to win the AFC East. Now we can move on and talk about the AFC North and start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, first question. Can Joe Burrow finally win an MVP? Is this his year to win an MVP? I mean, it definitely could be. He's so talented. Now, granted, like we've been saying, there's just so much talent all in the AFC right now, it feels like. So it's always going to be hard to win MVP when you're having to, you know, compare against Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have Lamar Jackson back healthy this year with like a a um a new revamped offense. You have, you know, so many guys, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert that you have to go against. But Joe is just so special and they have such a good offense to where he is going to put up great numbers. And so, yes, he definitely can win MVP this year. I don't know that I'd put him as my favorite. I'm always going to have Mahomes as my favorite for the MVP until the day that he dies because <laughs> um, he will play till he dies. Yeah. Um, but yes, Joe Burrow has a very good chance. Are you surprised that he's this good? Uh, this, no. This, this early? No. I, Are you? Uh, yeah. Really? I never expected him to be quite, quite this good. Really? Yeah. I, I did I mean, not. He was, it was one of the best college football seasons we've ever seen. If not, it was probably the best single season college football season by a quarterback ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I thought he was an awesome prospect. Yeah, I he just, was. I didn't, I didn't think he would be this good this early. Okay. Like I didn't think he'd be top three, like a top three quarterback in the league, or like yeah. a consensus top three quarterback in the league by year. Is this year four? This is, he's going into year four, right? Like that's crazy. So he's a lot better than I expected. Okay, yeah, that is fair. I honestly, I always think he's older than he is, just yeah. because I don't know. Well, he was an older prospect. Yeah, but yeah, I think I'm not sure if I would bet on him to win the MVP just because Mahomes, like you said, Mahomes right. exists. But I think he could. Um, last year he was awesome. Um, just such a good player. Um, and I think he could. I mean, he definitely has a team. The team's good enough. They're going to win games. They're going to be awesome. The yeah. offense is going to be great. I expect him to be awesome. So I think he can definitely be in contention for it. Absolutely. Uh, and, be- I mean, even, like, going into this year, the offensive line 
should be better than last year, even yeah. though it wasn't bad last year. They, you know, they signed Orlando Brown to a pretty good, big contract to play left tackle for them. Um, and so that'll, we'll see how that works out. He, he's a good tackle. I don't know that he was worth what they paid him, Yeah, but he is a good tackle. Unfortunately, with them signing Orlando Brown, it might mean that they have to move on from Jonah Williams because yeah. I think it, it feels like there's a little bit of bad blood there. Jonah Williams is not super happy about being pushed out of the left tackle spot. Um, now, Jonah Williams has dealt with injuries ever since he got drafted, so it's understandable. But if he if he does stay with the Bengals, he'll probably slot into right tackle, if not one of the guard spots. Or it'll be Lyle Collins, who they signed a couple years back, who just hasn't really panned out for them. But yeah, I mean, with an improved offensive line, you've got the same weapons, plus, you know, Charlie Jones, who you drafted in the fourth round out of Purdue. He's he's a very solid receiver. I won't be surprised if he, yeah. you know, has some playing time this year. Now, they do lose Hayden Hurst, but replace him with Irv Smith. So it's kind of, it feels about the same. They're right. just a good team, man. They're just as good as they were last year, if not a little bit better. Yeah, how big of a... Offensively, at least. Yeah, for sure. How big of a role do you think their rookies are going to play on defense? Because they have a lot of... On defense? Yeah, they have a lot of rookies on defense that they drafted this year, like Miles Murphy, right. DJ Turner in the second, Jordan Battle, and um, DJ Ivey. How, how big of a role do you think they'll play? Because their defense was great last year. They ran yeah. top 10 in, in EPA per play allowed. Um, really strong defense. How big of a role do you think those guys are going to play? Out of, may, mainly like DJ Turner the second and Miles Murphy. I, I would actually say out of all those guys, I think the pers- the rookie who's going to play the most is going to be Jordan Battle. Okay, yeah. Uh, they lose Jesse Bates to free agency. They haven't had Von Bell in a while either. You know, they did draft uh, Dax Hill from yeah. Michigan. Um, if he plays safety, I'm not sure if he's going to be more of a safety or like a nickel. Yeah. Um, but... Jordan Battle, he's a very intelligent, rock-solid football player. He was great at Alabama. I mean, he's not, like, the greatest athlete in the world. That's why he's not getting picked, you know, first or second round. He went to – fell to the third round. But just a super smart, like, fundamentally sound football player that I think will find himself some playing time. With Miles Murphy, he's going to be a rotational guy just because they do have depth in front of him. Unless he just is – you know, tearing heads off of guys in practice mm-hmm. and just eating it up, then I don't really see him being like, a, oh, yeah, this is got, this is our other starting defensive end opposite Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. I think it'll still be Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, and Miles Murphy will just have a rotational role. DJ Turner, I'm not really sure what to expect from him just because I he, he was an intriguing prospect. I didn't think he was like a great – corner but he was super athletic and a lot of times that will translate to success in the NFL mm-hmm. like I think about a guy like Tariq Woolen for the for the Seattle Seahawks his rookie year was phenomenal but he hadn't played corner very much at UTSA he was just a super freak athlete yeah so I, I don't know we'll see what happens with DJ Turner but if I had to put money on one guy from uh, their rookie class like really stepping up and becoming a contributing starter to be Jordan Battle. Yeah, I think I think I like that. Um, I think DJ Turner uh, can play a lot as well. Um, but this is a really good defense. I think sneaky. Like I don't think yeah. people understand quite how good this defense is. They got a lot of talent. I think it'll be like you said. Um, I, I don't think Miles Murphy is going to start a lot, and I think it can be hard for him to find a role, yeah. a big role on this defense year one. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if DJ Turner 
is able to play a, a good bit um, as a rookie. And Jordan Battle, I think, there's a clear a clearer role for him on this defense if he wants to play in, um, in one of the safety spots, maybe replace Nick Scott there. Um, what do you think is like the ceiling for this team? Last year they made it to the AFC yeah, they, championship. They could make the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they could win this whole. They could win the Super Bowl. Yeah. To me, it's them and the Chiefs in the AFC. Those are my two teams that I'm like. I think those are the two most likely to come out. The Bills are great, and they would probably be my number three team out of the AFC. But they just haven't been able to get over the hump where the Bengals and the Chiefs are both. You know, we know that they can make the Super Bowl because they both have. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the ceiling for them is Super Bowl. And I think this year for them, it is probably like a same with the Bills, like make the Super Bowl or it's kind of a failed season. They got to the get, the, get over the hump. Like, this is the year to do it because with the T. Higgins thing, they're probably not going to be able to retain T. Higgins, right? I don't know. They might be able to. It's just like. It's going to be a lot of money. They're not going to be able to keep like a consistently good team if they have to pay T. Higgins and eventually pay Jamar Chase a ton of money. I think you're going to have to. I don't think you can keep T. Higgins and Maybe then compete so. with the Chiefs because the Chiefs, like their receiving core, isn't very good. And it never is like a great receiving core. They just have the greatest quarterback to have graced the planet. I know, right? Like. I don't know if you can pay Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Probably, probably not. And compete with the Chiefs because the Chiefs have a huge advantage where they're able to, you know, not have a great receiving yeah. core and still be awesome. But yeah, I think I think the Bengals, the Bengals could win it all. Um, I think they and the Bills are both the second best teams in in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are the best, and I think it's like a two A two B situation with the Bills and Bengals. So. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see how far this team goes in the playoffs. Now we can talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Oh yeah. Um what do you what do you expect from the Ravens offense with Todd Monken as their new OC? They're definitely gonna be throwing the ball a lot more than they did with Greg Roman. Um and this is they've done a great job over the offseason to prepare their team to become more of a pass heavy offense. They were able to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Now I don't necessarily think the contract was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um but they were able to sign Odell Beckham Jr., um, see what he's got left in the tank. I think he'll be a, a great addition to them. He'll be their number one receiver. Rashad Bateman comes back. They were able to draft Zay Flowers out of Boston College to probably be their starter in the slot. And so they have, like, three really solid weapons for Lamar Jackson, not to mention, you know, Mark Andrews and even Isaiah Likely, who played, who had some flashes of greatness last year when Mark Andrews went down. So they have just really good weapons for Lamar to throw to. Yeah. Um, The run game, I think, will still be good with them. I mean, obviously, when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, you're not going to abandon the quarterback run. And J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards will be able to, you know, share the load a lot. So I I think that you will see, and definitely, to me, it'll be a more fun version of the Ravens offense and probably um, a a better version because it's not going to be – this unique Greg Roman offense that's like, eh, don't know how this translate, like, don't know if this will really work to, like, get the team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think this offense has a potential to be really good. I yeah. like their pass catchers a lot. Um, they got, like, Zay Flowers in the drafting you mentioned. Rashad Bateman is coming back from injury. Um, they have Mark Andrews, who's one of the top tight ends in the NFL. 
And with the new OC who's gonna who's gonna want to pass more, I think we could see Lamar Jackson have maybe a similar season to what he did in 2019. Maybe yeah. not quite as good because he was like historically awesome. Yeah. That year, um, but I think he's gonna be a lot better. I think the numbers are gonna look really good for him. Um, I'm really interested to see what this defense looks like because yeah. I think that's the key with this team. Last year. Overall, they ranked 14th in EPA per play allowed. Do you remember what week they got um, Roquan Smith? Because I'm pretty sure that when they got Roquan Smith, their defense completely changed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was mid-season. It was like, wasn't it right before the trade deadline? Maybe around week eight, right? Give or take, yeah. All right, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what their defense looked like in the second half of the season because I'm yeah. pretty sure that their defense – Took like this big step forward. Yeah, and, and for sure. I mean, Rokon Smith is one of, if not the best linebacker in the league right now. And him yeah. and Patrick Queen together. Mm-hmm. Patrick Queen is an okay linebacker, but when he is able to share the field with Roquan Smith, he I feel like Roquan was able to elevate his game as well. Yeah. So I think it just Roquan overall makes that defense a lot better. I just looked. So from week eight to week eighteen. Their their defense ranked sixth in EPA. Per play. Oh wow! So it went from 14th overall for the entire season to and it um, was six for the last. I wonder. I bet it was rough. The I can look first so let's, eight weeks. Let's look from week one to week seven. We can see. It, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was really really bad. I'm sure it was rough. It's in the 20s. I I imagine. If um, it's so I think I think 14. that's the key for this team because all of the other top teams in the AFC have great offenses and great defenses. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, Ravens need to you know be similar. Yeah. So from week one to week seven, the Ravens ranked 29th in EPA yeah. play allowed, which is really obviously really, really really bad. So um, having Roquan Smith for the entire season is going to be huge for this team. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about the Ravens this year. I think they can they can surprise a lot of people. Yeah, man. I think they're one of the you know probably in that next tier of teams outside sure. of the top three like the Chiefs. The rate or the um the Bengals and the who am I forgetting? I guess I just said the Bills, Bengals. Um, do you think that um like what do you think their ceiling is for the Ravens? It's kind of hard, man, because I really don't see them being able to win that division. Yeah, just because the Bengals are so good. Yeah, I agree. Um, they I could agree. theoretically, yes, they could. I I don't see them doing it. They're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, they're a good team. They're going to make the playoffs, maybe make a little noise. I just don't see them being able to just, like, be one of those elite teams because of all the talent that is in the AFC. Yeah, I really I really want to see them make a deep playoff run with Lamar Jackson. Because yeah. Lamar is so good. So, so good. Yeah. And there's no one like him in the NFL. And I just want to finally see him make a deep run in the playoffs. And hopefully they can do that this year. Yeah, man. All right, now let's move on and talk about the Cleveland Browns. And last year was rough for them. Um, Deshaun Watson, who they traded for, um, had a rough season. Was legitimately one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, do you think he's going to have a, ba- a bounce-back season? This is going to be the most important year for the Cleveland Browns in a long time. Because yeah. this has the potential to be a franchise-ending year for them. They put so they put all their chips in on Deshaun Watson, and he did not look good last year at all. If he can't figure it out and bounce back, and they're 
there first of all, everyone's going to be fired. Mark my words, even maybe halfway through the season, if they suck, everyone's gone. GM's gone, coach is gone, like everyone's gone. They're going to restart. It's such an important year. All of their success hinges on whether Deshaun Watson can play well or not. Can he go back to form of that like 2020, you know, that like what like 2018 to 2020 stretch where he was a top, you know, 10 if not top 5 quarterback in the NFL. There was a time where like he was not only top 5 but like arguably a top 3 quarterback in the yes. NFL. Like, like the year where it was like Drew Brees was still at the top. It was it was the one of the years when the Texans were really bad, but he still put up like MVP numbers. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like he was so good. I hope people don't forget that. Like Deshaun Watson, when healthy and when he you know isn't assaulting people. Yeah, it's phenomenal at football. <sighs> That's also like it's hard to like talk about Deshaun Watson without you know bringing up the fact that he did. Have some major off the field issues where he was where he was accused of sexual assault, yeah, like sexually yeah. assaulting uh, masseuses in Houston. I mean, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It's, it's so hard to talk about him. It's bad, man. Yeah. Um. But yes, their entire next like five years depends on this next year. Yeah, and I, I think that he can have a bounce back season. He only played six games last year. Um, because he was suspended, obviously, for what we mentioned. Um, but the Browns added Elijah Moore. They traded for him in the offseason. Yes, great move. They do have talent um, on that offense, like everywhere. They have yeah. Amari Cooper, one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL, in my mm-hmm, opinion. Absolutely. They have Donovan Peoples-Jones. Hey, and they drafted Cedric Tillman. Yeah, there their offensive line's good. They have Nick Chubb. Um, they have so much talent on this yeah. offense. Um, so I think there is a chance that he has a bounce back season I think, and bounces back in a big way yeah. where he is like an elite quarterback again. I think the Elijah Moore trade is a little underrated. Bro, I um, I want him to be so good so bad because he was awesome as a rookie. As a rookie, like the second half of the season as a rookie, Elijah Moore was a phenomenal receiver and I think everyone was super excited like going into last year to see how he would do in his second year. And they just did not use him. And he was obviously very frustrated, essentially demanded a trade, and they did trade him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they um, it, it's a good move by them. I think the biggest move of the offseason for them, though, was probably Zadarius Smith. Yeah, that was something else I wanted to talk about. Like the additions of Zadarius Smith and, I believe, Dalvin Tomlinson. Was okay. He, yeah. They, did they get him as well, or is that a, he might have already been there? But, but I'm not I know sure. for a fact that they traded for Zanaria Smith. Yeah. Do you think like what do you expect from from their defense with the addition of Zanaria Smith? And do you think their defense is going to be good enough for them to be um, a really good team? They are going to be sacking the crap out of the quarterback, dude. Yeah. Zanaria like, Smith, Miles Garrett, and Zanaria Smith is. Potentially the combo. best duo in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I think, you know, their secondary has been pretty good for the last few years. Greg Newsom has been, has turned into a very solid first round pick out of 2021. Denzel Ward obviously has been good. Uh, did they sign Juan Thornhill or is he already on the team? I'm not sure. I think they signed him. I think they did too. Um, Cause I know he was with the chiefs and he's a, a very solid safety. 
So if JOK can also stay healthy and stay on the field, he's um, a great linebacker. So good. So yeah, they have a chance to be really good on paper. I mean, I feel like we've been saying this for the last three or four years. Like, oh, on paper, the Browns have one of the best teams in the league. Their defense ranked twenty fifth last year in EPA per play allowed. Hmm. I'm surprised they were that bad because they yeah. have talent on defense. Yeah, like they have literally, in my opinion, like the best edge rusher in the NFL, yes. Miles Garrett. If not, like top three. And like that's not the only guy they have. They have JOK. They have Denzel Ward. Maybe it's not as good as I'm making it sound like. Yeah. But, um, I think like with the addition of Zavarius Smith, like that's gonna be huge. Oh, for sure. It's gonna be huge for them. Do you think there's any chance that this team, you know, really like really surprises people, um, and contends for for the division title? Yeah, there is. There's a chance, but it's all hinging on Deshaun Watson. Can he make the bounce back? Can he return to form? Yeah. If he can, then yeah, they're a dangerous team. They have weapons. If he returns to form, then they have a top ten quarterback. Like, yes, they yeah. can make some noise. Do I think they will? No. I would say maybe, but it would require literal, like literally, it would require divine intervention. Like God <laughs> is gonna have to bless this team with unbelievable luck for, for the Browns <laughs> to contend for the division title. I think that they are, you know, that they are, they could be a sneaky team. I just don't think their defense is gonna be quite good enough. And they're also playing in a really good division. Yeah. Like, with the Ravens and the Bengals. Like, those are two very good teams. Oh, yeah. So, I'd say maybe they could surprise people and, you know, contend, but it would it would require a lot of things that I don't think we can expect to happen. Like, I think Deshaun would have to be a lot better. I think their defense would have to be a lot better. Yeah. And I just don't think that it's likely that those two, th- that, that those two things happen. All right, we can close out the AFC North by talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you expect from Kenny Pickett in year two? Uh, you got to hope that there's a big jump there. I mean, typically there is a, a good jump from your rookie year to your second year. Um, we saw it with Joe. We've seen it with, you know, even like Baker Mayfield. Well, no, Baker had a rough year two. It was the two to three jump yeah. for him. But I, you would hope so. They have honestly some nice pieces around him um Najee Harris you gotta hope that you know maybe he's gonna be better than he was last year everyone if, hates Najee Harris yeah like everyone hates his guts like I feel like I follow a lot of fantasy football people on Twitter and I just feel like everyone absolutely hates Najee <laughs> yeah the offensive line is honestly potentially gonna be better than last year though they they drafted Broderick Jones, obviously, with their first-round pick, traded up to get him. Uh, they brought in Isaac Samalu, who's the guard for the Eagles last year, helped them get to the Super Bowl. Um, and so th- they have some pieces. They were also able to uh, sign or trade for Allen Robinson. I don't remember. I think they traded for him. They did. Traded for Allen Robinson, who's poised to be their number three receiver. And then you also got to think that George Pickens is going to have a big jump from year one to year two with him and Kenny Pickett having, you know, stronger chemistry now. So I, th- I think that Pickett has a really good chance to have a big jump. Yeah, but that's crazy. You didn't even mention their best player, Darnell Washington. Oh, my gosh. I always forget, man. Yeah, with Darnell Washington, I, you know, obviously, I think everybody really loves Darnell Washington. Yeah. Um, it's just an odd place for him to get drafted to. 
um, just because they already have Pat Fryermuth. So we'll see. Yeah, I hope that there's a big jump from him in, in year two. Um, then it have a very strong rookie season. Um, but I do think that think that there is a chance that he has a much better season yeah. um, this year. They've got some talent on offense. they got Deontay Johnson, who I think is pretty good. Um, now, hopefully George Pickens can have a big year, too. Yeah. A lot of people love him. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Broderick Jones is going to make that offensive line better. Um, you know, they got Najee Harris. And then Pat Fryermuth. Don't know Washington if he's healthy. So there's talent there. Um, so I, I really hope that we see a big jump from him. And uh, maybe we do. Maybe we do. Maybe so. Hopefully. Um, do you think that Najee Harris is gonna finally is gonna finally break out as like an elite running back this year, no. or maybe just finally look like a great running back? No. Uh, I mean, I think he's just gonna be a serviceable running back, and I, I think we're at the point in his career where that's probably just what he is. Um, that's so tough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's so he, tough. he had a really good rookie year. Uh, yeah, at least fantasy wise. I, anyway, I mean, he wasn't bad last he year. He gets a lot of carries. He yeah, does get I a think, lot of I carries. Think, yeah, he averaged three point eight yards. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say he. That's bad. And they also, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think they had the lowest yards per attempt of any team in the NFL in rushing yards. Dang, it's crazy. It's almost like the the football nerds have been telling you that running backs don't fix your run game. Yeah, <laughs> it it really it genuinely doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it really. It, you it have to have a good offensive play. You have to have a good offensive line yeah. and good scheme in place to have a good running game. Just because, like, you draft a oh yeah, we suck in the run game. Let's draft Najee Harris. That doesn't fix it. You have to have a good offensive line. I think that I, so I released released like a, a whole big board mm-hmm. for for that draft, and that was the twenty twenty one draft, correct? Yes. Let me go and find it. So I'm pretty sure that I had Najee Harris ranked third among running backs in that class. Oh wow! Yeah, everyone. Who did you him. have one, Javante? Yeah, I had Javante one. Travis Whoa. Etienne too, and I'm pretty sure that I had Travis Etienne. Let me look. Um, let's see. Let's find them. Yeah, that was a honestly, it was a good running back class. Oh, it was an awesome running back uh, class. No, yeah. I had Najee second. Okay, oh, I had Najee second. Yeah, I I remember you and I both really loved Javante Williams. Loved him. Ah, oh, I hope he stays healthy. Yeah, man. Hope he stays healthy. All right, so that's it for the AFC North. Actually, hold on. Let's let's actually talk about one more thing with the Steelers. Okay. I want to talk about at least least one of their rookies, maybe two, Keanu Benton and Joey Porter Jr. Okay. What do you expect from those guys? Yeah, Joey. I mean, Joey Porter Jr., legacy pick. I definitely thought he was going to be a a first-rounder. You know, his dad played for the Steelers. It felt like the stars were just going to align for him to be, like, the Steelers' first-round pick. But he wasn't. They – and rightfully so. Like, I – fully support their decision to draft Project Jones. They needed offensive line help so badly. Yeah. Uh, and But Joey Porter Jr. did end up falling to them in the second round, so they still got a guy that they could have taken in the first round, and I don't think anybody would have been upset about it. Uh, and he will have to start. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a little bit of a rough year for him. I'll yeah. be very honest. Yeah. He's um, he's, he's going to have some growing pains to go through. He does have a chance to learn from one of the, you know – one of the all-time great corners in Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be good for him. With Keanu Benton, um, they have a really good defensive line. So I think he has a chance to not necessarily be super productive just because he is a nose tackle. Um, but I think he has a chance to to play very well and be 
a high level contributor to that team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really really excited to see Joey Porter Jr. this year specifically. I thought he was a a, a very um, exciting quarterback prospect, big long corner. Yeah, um, who can play and press. And if the if the Steelers use him that way, I think he can be awesome. And they have veterans in that secondary that I think he can learn from, like Patrick Peterson, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think that's fair to call Minka Fitzpatrick a veteran now. Yeah, um, he is. And then I think Keanu Benton, um, he's listed as the starting nose tackle on our labs. I think he can be good in that role. And he'll be playing next to Larry Ogunjobi and Cameron Hayward. So um, I think he can he can have a solid rookie year as well. But, yeah, um, I'm excited to see those guys play. And um, I'm assuming that we both believe the Steelers are going to finish last in this division. Yeah, either them or the Browns. Yeah. It, and that's what I was saying. Like, depends on Deshaun Watson. If, if they suck, then, yeah. I, I think the the ceiling for the Steelers is probably three. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. All right, now let's move on to the AFC South. And in my opinion, one of the more intriguing divisions in the AFC, not because there are great teams here, but because I believe all of the teams are kind of mid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and kind of average. They so, are, and there's a lot, a lot of rookies between these four teams. Yeah, it's a fascinating division to me. I think all, all the teams, I think there's one team that I like the most, and I think that we would probably agree on that. Yeah, we will. Um, but for the most part, I feel like all the teams are going to be pretty competitive because they're just kind of average or terrible. Yeah, especially the bottom three. Yeah, especially the bottom three. But number uh, first team I want to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, had a really awesome season last year. Yeah, had a great second half of the year, especially yeah. from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they had an awesome year, made it to the playoffs, had a crazy comeback versus the Chargers, and then were fairly competitive versus the Chiefs. They weren't able to beat the Chiefs. They lost um, on the road, but still, great year from them and a great year from their young quarterback, which you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Do you think that Trevor Lawrence can take another leap next year? And possibly become an elite quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He has all the tools and weapons around him to do it. So it it's not a situation where like, oh, well, he just had a really good team. Like, it's not like a Kirk Cousins situation where like, you know, Kirk's a good quarterback, but yeah. he's never going to be that elite guy. But when he has talent around him, he'll win you games. With Trevor, he's got all the tools to be an elite guy. And this going into this year with the addition of Calvin Ridley, you know, coming off of a su- suspension, I think now he has like really good weapons to where, yeah, he, he can make that jump into the elite conversation. It was so hard to watch him as a rookie because he was so bad. Yeah. Like, he was really, really just terrible. As a rookie, I think he had more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, he did, and he led the. I think he led the league in interceptions too, like or at it, least tied with Matthew Stafford. It was rough, and then last year, some something just clicked. Yeah, he got a new head coach, and and that was a big thing. That was a big part of like, it. Doug Peterson is a really good head coach. Um, you know, he hasn't cheated on his wife. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, Urban Meyer was just a complete disaster the year before, and Trevor took this huge step forward last year. Which is crazy because the team, like, he doesn't have a ton of talent around him. It's not like they were stacked with talent on that offense. Sure. Um, which I thought made it even more impressive how much better he was. He was better as a decision maker. I think his pocket presence has become really, really good. Um, and last year, so there were 
uh, Pro Football Reference has a stat called Approximate Value, which it gives like a single number value to each player season, so you can like compare players across eras, kind of like War almost. Yeah. But it doesn't. It's not the same. But like you can compare players that way. Last year, Trevor Lawrence had an approximate value of fourteen, which since nineteen forty five ranks in the seventy six percentile. Wow. His rookie year AV what ranked nineteenth percentile. Oof. So he got like a, a lot better in just one year. Um, and I think if he takes another step forward that he can be an elite quarterback in the NFL. I think he's already a top ten quarterback, which is crazy considering how bad he was as a rookie. So I'm really excited to see how he develops um, in his second season. Yeah, absolutely. I think w- one reason why people are really excited about this team is the addition of Calvin Ridley, who was suspended for an entire year uh, for gambling. Um, now he's returning to the NFL. What do you expect from him next season? Oh yeah, I think I think he will emerge as the wide receiver one. All the hype that we're getting out of training camp. Now, granted, that is training camp. Is that like he is just unguardable, just yeah. nasty. Coming back with a chip on his shoulder after being suspended for a year, um, you know, uh, probably not a uh, a great ending to his time in Atlanta. But yeah. when he was in Atlanta, was a very productive receiver. So yeah, I think he can he can be that guy uh, in Jacksonville. And Christian Kirk probably slides more into a wide receiver two role, which he's probably more suited for anyways. I mean, I I feel like Christian Kirk had a great year last year but probably more of a wide receiver, too, on a team. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, near the end of his time in Atlanta, he was becoming like a star in the making. Um, in 2020, played 15 games, averaged 91.6 yards per game. Like, he was really coming into, coming into his own um, in Atlanta and then had this whole gambling issue. So hopefully he comes back and has an awesome season. I'm a little bit skeptical or a little more skeptical than, than most people because um, it seems like he was dealing with a lot of mental health issues yeah. um, a- after his time in Atlanta came to a close. So hopefully that doesn't affect him this year. If not, he can definitely definitely be an awesome player. But after missing a year of football, dealing with mental health issues, I don't know what to expect from him. But I really do think he can be an awesome in this offense playing next to Trevor Lawrence. And I hope he does have a big season. Yeah. Um, another big thing with the Jaguars. Um, so, Cam Robinson, I believe that's that's who it was, got suspended. Yes, he did. And they tra- and they um, they drafted Anton Harrison, tackle from Oklahoma. What do you think he's gonna do as a rookie, or how well do you think he's gonna play? And do you think that not having Cam Robinson is gonna is gonna be a big issue for this team? I think it can be. It definitely depends on the play of Anton Harrison. If he really struggles, I mean, now Cam Robinson is not suspended for the whole year. I believe he's only suspended. Is it four games or six games? So it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's either I'm, four I'm or six sure you're games. Correct that it's not a full year suspension. It, that it is only like six games. Yes, and so. It shouldn't hurt them too bad um, because Cam Robinson will be able to come back. Yeah. But it will give a good chance to see what you have with Anton Harrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Anton Harrison does play well in Cam Robinson's absence, then when Cam Robinson comes back, you can, you know, keep Anton Harrison on the field. Yeah. And you know that you've got something good there. So I'll, I, th- I, think, it'll, I think it honestly could be good for the Jaguars because now they're forced to see what they have with Anton Harrison. 
Yeah, I, I liked Harrison a lot as a prospect. Thought he was underrated. Um, I hope he plays well, and if he does, I think that this offense is going to be really, really good. Do you think that this team is going to be able to replicate their their success from last season and make another uh, playoff run? They should be able to, just because, like we were saying earlier, the division is probably the weakest one in the uh, AFC. And so they should be able to win this division pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it'll all depend on their defense and how good their defense is. Their yeah. defense was actually good last year, above average. Um, and, and I'm really interested to see how like Trayvon Walker develops. Um, and I thought their defense, especially in the game against the Titans, was really, really strong. And I think if they can um, continue to play well, this, this team has a chance to be really, really good. And so I, I expect them to win the division and make the playoffs again. All right, next up we can talk about the Titans. Um, when do you think Will Levis will start this year? Or do you think he starts at all? Uh, I think it kind of depends on Ryan Tannehill's play because if Tannehill's playing well, then I don't. There's not going to be a call for Levis to start. But I think there can be some pressure on the team to start Levis just because they did take him. I mean, they didn't take him first round; they took him second round. But eventually, Tannehill is going to have to retire. He's getting older. He's nearing the end of his career, and this is probably the year to try to see what you have with Levis because you're not going to be a very good team. Um, this is probably the worst receiving core in football, in my opinion. Um, Traylon Burks is probably is the clear number one, and that's kind of rough because we didn't – I don't feel like we saw enough from him last year to say like, oh, yeah, I'm comfortable with him being my number one receiver. No. Uh, it's, it's just a bad receiving group. The offensive line is not good either. They paid Andre Dillard a decent chunk of change um, from Philadelphia to come and play left tackle. They also drafted Peter Skaronsky, so that helps a little bit. But they still have a pretty – I mean, it's a below-average offensive line. Derek Henry at least is still there. He's a great running back. Um, So you have that, and Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback for that offense. I don't know, man. It's kind of just a toss-up with Will Levis. I think if I had to put, like, a timetable on it, if they're bad for the first, like, five or six weeks, he gets to start, like, week seven. Yeah, I think he'll start eventually. Um, I think he'll get the nod over Malik Willis. Oh, 100%. It seems like the team just doesn't really like Will Levis all that much. Malik Willis? Yeah, sorry. Malik Malik Willis. Well, maybe they don't like Will Levis either. Yeah, it's possible, man. They they didn't draft him in the first round, so, I mean, how how much can they like him? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I think he'll get the nod over Malik Willis if they do decide to go away from Ryan Tannehill, who I assume is going to be the week one starter. Um, And and so, yeah, I think think if he does start, it'll be, you know, middle of the year. Yeah. um, Depending on how, how bad they are to start the season. Um, what do you expect from Traylon Burks and um, I'm gonna say Chiggy Okonkwo? Yeah, I, I mean Traylon Burks has to step yeah. up into a uh, like a number one receiver role. Yeah, like that's what he has. He to do. should be the clear number one receiver. This receiving course sucks. Yeah, it's it's, it's very it's, bad. It's respectfully, it's terrible. <laughs> and so a lot of their success in the passing game is gonna come from. You know, Traylon Burks. And, I mean, Nkankwu is also going to have to be a contributor as well. Now, I mean, he had a, a pretty solid rookie year last year. Yeah. And so, he, he just needs to build on that. 
They also drafted Josh Wiley from uh, Cincinnati yeah. in the fifth round, who I, I I know some people really liked him in this tight end class, so see if he can make any noise. Bro, fantasy football dudes love Traylon Burks more than, like, their own mom. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Fantasy footballers love Traylon Burks, so it'll be really interesting to see what he looks like here, too. Um, and the same for, like, Chiki Okonkwo, who had a, a really good rookie season. He ranked, like, near the top of the league among tight ends and, like, efficient, efficiency metrics, like yards per route run, PFF grade, um, all that. Didn't have a ton of volume because his team, the offense just wasn't very good, and they didn't really pass that often. Um, but I'm really interested to see how those guys perform in year two. And last, lastly, what do you expect from Derrick Henry? And do you think that Taiji Spears will play much, if at all? He probably needs to, because from what I understand, like, his knees are pretty bad. He does not have a long shelf life. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I'll be surprised if Taiji Spears gets to make it, like, five-plus years in the NFL, just because I think from what I read, he had, does not have an ACL. Yeah, he's, like, missing cartilage in one of his knees. Like, it's pretty bad. Is it in both knees or just one? I think it might be both knees. Yeah. Um, which is odd for them to take him in the third round if they knew that. Um, but I get it if he's a talented running back. and you. It would make more sense if you were a team that was good or had a window in the next five years. Yeah. But, I don't know, weird pick to me. Derrick Henry, great running back. I think he'll have a bounce, like, a, a, a really good year. Yeah, I agree. Because he was – was he hurt – all year last year? What was his? What was the deal last no, year? No, he. I mean, did he, he play last year? He what? played sixteen games. And what was was second in rushing yards? Okay, then yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't remember. It was two years ago when he was hurt, right? I don't know how he's still playing at such a high level. Yeah, like he, like he. Let's see how many years in a row he's had three hundred carries. Oh, so he, he only played eight games in twenty twenty one. Yeah, but but still almost had a thousand rushing yards, didn't he? Yeah. So from twenty nineteen to this past season, he's had. 300 carries every year he's been healthy for double-digit games. Yeah. Which is crazy. Unreal. Um, so I have all these teams sorted for each division by the highest win total or which team is projected to get a high, high the highest win total. Yeah. Um, so it's funny the Titans are second in the AFC South because I, I am way more interested in the two teams below them. Oh, for sure. The next team we have to talk about is the Houston Texans. What do you expect from CJ Stroud as a rookie? Um, I mean, the team overall is not necessarily in a great spot, especially offensively. Yeah. Stroud doesn't have a lot to work with. His number one receiver is Robert Woods, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the questions. Who is the, who's going to be the alpha in their receiver room? I mean, it's probably Robert Woods, which is kind of rough. Uh, we'll see... If John I Mechie will not can, stand for this Nico Collins. Generation. I'm sorry. I know. This is it's just slander over here. John Mechie, uh, you know, he had uh, an unfortunate situation his rookie season where he was uh, diagnosed with cancer yeah. and had to miss the entire entirety of his rookie year. But I'm hoping to see like a bounce back from him. Uh, they also drafted Tank Dell in the third round, who I think a lot of people are excited about. Super explosive receiver. Just very, very small. small. Yeah. <laughs> very small. Um, but yeah, we'll see, man. I think Stroud out of like the uh, – out of Stroud, Young, and uh, Richardson. Yeah. Stroud's probably 
the least likely to have like a lot of success year one. Yeah, I would agree. And it's not because of him. It's because yeah, the situation's kind of kinda rough. I mean, the receiving core is not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, he does have Dalton Schultz. At yeah, least. Uh, they did sign Dalton Schultz. Solid tight end. You got to look at it half glass full. So he does have Dalton Schultz, and it's not like the receiving core is just complete garbage. Like, I think it's a little bit better than the Titans. Yeah. But still, not a great receiving core. So I think think he'll be okay as a rookie, but nothing special. And and I wouldn't be surprised if he does struggle and have, and has like, or is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Right. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I forgot they also signed Devin Singletary. So yeah. it'll be it'll be uh, Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Um, how good do you think the the Texans defense can be? Because I think that's, I think their defense is criminally underrated. Like I think they yeah. sneaky have a lot of talent on their. They defense. have a lot of very solid contributors. Will Anderson. We'll see how he does as a rookie. He has a chance to. To be good. Um, you also they signed Jimmy Ward, who's been a very oh, very yeah. good safety for many years. Um, Derek Stingley, I think, can make a big jump from uh, year one to year two. Same with Jalen Petrie, who already had a good year his first year. Their secondary to me is very solid. Yeah, uh, I front, love their secondary. Their front seven is a little more shaky, but their secondary is very solid. Yeah, they. I love what they have outside of their like their defensive line. They have, like I like, I think their linebackers are solid with Denzel Perryman and Corey Littleton. And then I like what they have in the secondary with Steven Nelson, Jimmy Ward, Jalen Petre, Derek Stingley Jr., and Desmond King. Don't forget about Shaq Griffin. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, totally forgot about Shaq Griffin. So yeah, I like what they have on defense. I think their defense can be. Um, can surprise some people a little bit next season. Yeah. Overall, I think the Texans are going to struggle a lot next season. To me, they'll be the last in the division. Yeah, I. I they should it, be. Yeah. I mean, I think I would agree. I just, I think their offense is going to be pretty bad. Um, it's, it's just there's not a lot of talent on their offense. It's just not a lot of talent there. Um, but I, I'm excited to watch this team. I'm excited to watch CJ Stroud. Um, I'll be interested in watching Will Anderson Jr. I think. He's going to be a contender for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see how he develops, especially considering the Texans made an awful trade to get him. Yeah. In which they gave up like their entire future for him. So Essentially. Hopefully, hopefully he plays well. All right, we can close out the AFC South by talking about the Indianapolis Colts and our favorite player in the history of football, <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Absolutely. Um, first off, how do you think the Colts are going to handle this betting situation they have? Because they had one of their players. Who was it that got cut for betting on um, games? I don't remember the guy's name. He was a he was a starter. He was a corner. I can um, I, I can look it up. Yeah, it, it. I don't know that it affects them a ton. I mean, maybe it yeah. affects the morale of the team a little bit. Where you got you know guys that you're you know sharing the locker room with getting cut because of gambling, and so I'm sure a lot of people. Don't necessarily agree with it, yeah. but it is what it is, man. Like, luckily, it wasn't anybody who was, uh, you know, a high level starter. Bro, I got, I got fooled. Oh, and you fooled me, brother. Too. I got fooled so hard by a fake Adam Schefter account. Well, on here's what sucks is that now that we have like the Twitter blue stuff, yeah. Normal, like, like Schefter and Ian Rappaport are not verified anymore, and are. I don't know. They might be verified now, but like they weren't for a little bit. And so now just random accounts who aren't verified can just get you. 
a parody Adam Schefter account got me said that they were that that it was Michael Pittman Jr. who uh, was caught betting. In reality, it was Isaiah Rogers. Yeah. And bro, I took it as gospel. I I really thought that Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, you called me immediately. I know. I was like, I was like, Tom is it, it's Michael Pittman. I'm like crying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Michael Pittman. Um, and the reason I was so upset is because I thought our boy Anthony Richardson was not going to have his top target. Yeah. And if we're going to talk about the Colts, we got to talk about Anthony Richardson. Absolutely. What do you expect from him uh, as a rookie? I, there's going to be ground pains. And that's with every rookie quarterback ever in the history of rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. There's going to be growing pains. Richardson is going to get a lot of his play like playing time or so he didn't play a lot in college so like a lot of his football experience that he needs is about to come from the NFL yeah um where some of these guys you know get to play four years in college Richardson has started 13 games in college and is now going to start more games in his first year in the NFL than he did in his entire college career that's crazy yes yeah. So I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, he has a chance. To, it, it's going to be growing pains, but it might be a good thing that he gets to kind of learn what he needs to know from the NFL instead of having to learn at the college level and then come up to the NFL and relearn in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. So he's got a nice little receiving trio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Obviously the number one there. Alec Pierce who had a nice rookie year last year, and then Josh Downs who's coming in as a rookie projected to I mean he, he should be the You're starter. Overlooking Isaiah McKenzie, buddy. I, I know, intentionally. <laughs> Josh Downs is gonna start over Isaiah McKenzie. I refuse to believe that Isaiah McKenzie's getting the nod over Josh Downs. After everything I've heard about Josh Downs from training camp. Yeah. That he's been just been so awesome. Yeah. And yeah. you forgot to talk about Jelani Woods, okay? Oh, stop, I'm so sorry. Stop forgetting about all these <sighs> great players. Dude, I actually though, I did yeah, I know, really right? like Jelani, Jelani Woods. Woods coming out of Virginia. I mean, he's like a creative player. Yeah, on our lads, he's actually <laughs> listed as the starter. I think it's more likely yeah. to be Mo, Mo Ali Cox, but I mean, hey, hey. Our, our lads just knows, but our lads knows they just know they yeah. know. And I'm, obviously, like I, we also need to talk about Jonathan Taylor, who had a, a pretty rough season last year. So bad. He was he was like the number one guy in fantasy, and yeah. They, he really he should season. have a better season, yeah. uh, especially with like Anthony Richardson as court, at quarterback. Offensive line should be improved from last year. Like he sh- he should have a better year. I I expect him to have a bounce back season. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch Anthony Richardson this uh, Anthony Richardson this year. I think you you are 100 percent correct when you say that they're go- going to be growing pains. I mean, didn't play much in college, and when he did play, he was raw as a passer. Yeah. Now I don't think he was quite as raw as people as people you know, believed, and we talked a lot about that as we were talking about the draft. Um, he's got a lot of a lot of high-level traits already, like his pocket presence is awesome. He's an amazing runner, um, going to be a, an elite rusher probably year one. Um, and I think I think he can be a good decision-maker for the football. So I think that year one, he's going to struggle a bit, but I think he's in, a, he's in a situation that could allow him to be, to be solid right away. Um, especially if the Colts utilize his rushing ability and allow him to be a great a great runner 
Um, right off the bat, I think their offensive line needs to be better for that to happen. Um, but yeah, Anthony Richardson, there are going to be some growing pains at times, but I think we're, there's also going to be a lot of flashes of high-level play. And I think because he's such a good runner and has such good pocket presence, I think he could be a lot better as a rookie than people realize. Yeah, for sure. So we, we talked about Josh Downs a little bit. How good do you think he can be year one? Mm, it kind of just depends on like how much um, how much they really allow Anthony Richardson to just rip the ball. Yeah. Um, I think he and Anthony Richardson are probably going to be able to like really get some chemistry going, especially as you know two rookies uh, in the same offense. I think it just depends on what the Colts let Anthony Richardson do. I think they should just, you know, let him go, man. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. But, yeah, I, I think he can have a really good year. I'm excited because I, I really liked him coming out, and I've heard great things through training camp so far. Yeah, I think this is a great situation for him to be really good right away. Yeah. Right next to a guy like Michael Pittman Jr., um, who's gonna take? Who's gonna have you know all of the defensive attention on him for sure um, in the passing game? I think that he can be really good playing next to him and could be very productive year one. How good do you think this team can be? Because last year they ranked 13th in EPA per play allowed on defense. They're bringing in they're bringing in Anthony Richardson, who you know when you combine him and Jonathan Taylor behind that offensive line, I think that they could have one of the better run games in the NFL. Yeah. Is there a chance they, that they are, like, the second team in the AFC South, maybe even um, contend for the division title? Like, how good do you think this team can be? I don't think they'll contend for the division title. I, I do think that there's a chance that they could finish second, and that would be if the Titans just suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Titans should finish second, the Colts could if the Titans are bad. Yeah. Um, I don't really see them making a ton of noise in, you know, year one of the uh, the Shane Steichen uh, led Colts. Yeah. So I'm not expecting a whole bunch. I think they'll be likely have a losing record and just be one of the you know bottom half teams in the league. I think they'll be at minimum a very fun team. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they will. They will win the the having fun over. Absolutely. They may be terrible, but they're gonna have fun. And For when, sure. When you're watching Red Zone, you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be upset when they're not showing the Colts. Yeah. So I, I think they're gonna be fun to watch. Can't wait to watch Anthony Richardson. And I really wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if they finish second in this division. Yeah. I I, I do think the Titans are gonna be really really bad. And although the Colts could struggle at times offensively, I think they're gonna be good enough um, rushing wise, and they could. Um, they could be better than the Titans, so it'll be interesting to see this team and to see, you know, how see the results of this division because it's a, a really competitive division, mainly because most of the teams are just not very good. Yeah. All right, now we can end the podcast talking about the AFC West, starting out with probably the best team in the NFL, probably the Kansas City Chiefs, and not even because they're overall. A- good team it's honestly Mahomes yeah and that's actually the first question will Patrick Mahomes win his second consecutive and third overall MVP award this year yep yeah yep (laughs) that's the quote honestly every year it's like who's gonna win the MVP my first thought is always well I mean it's Patrick Mahomes yeah he's he should be the betting favorite to win MVP every year yeah he'll win MVP I know people (laughs) 
Just not gonna give any like context. Like I know yep. people hearing that are probably like, I wish people would stop like, you know, hyping up Patrick Mahomes. Well, like we, like we get it. And it's like, dude, you don't. He's get just it. so good. Like I if you think you get it, you haven't even begun to understand. <laughs> you don't know ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know ball. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. It's so hard to win three or to win like two MVPs in a row to win it back to back. I know we saw Aaron Rodgers do it in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Yep. Um, but I mean, Mahomes can do it. He's that good. Like he is legitimately the best quarterback I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Like Brady is awesome. Aaron Rodgers is awesome, and I think Mahomes is better than those. Yes, guys. I would agree. Like Mahomes is special, so I think I think it's very possible that he wins his second consecutive MVP. Really, all he has to do is stay healthy, and he can do it. Yep. Like, he's he's that good. Um, do you think the Chiefs are, are really the favorites to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, they should be. What about the Eagles? Uh, Eagles are great. Chiefs have my, my homes. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't really know even <laughs> what more to say. Yeah, the Eagles I'm, have a great team. The Chiefs might not even be top five in terms of, like, team. But they have Patrick Mahomes, and I don't care. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're probably going to play the Eagles or the 49ers, and they're going to just win the Super Bowl every year for the next 10 years. I'm going to be saying this. Which is so crazy that, like, because I think that they should be the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And I I think that the Eagles have pretty easily the best roster. Yeah. And I still still would pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And last year... They were 15th in EPA per play allowed. And offensively, like, in terms of their wide, their wide receiver core, they don't have a lot of talent. Yeah. Like, their receiving core is... Here's my thing. Is Mark... Yeah, go ahead. If Mahomes is healthy and he has a serviceable offensive line, they will win the Super Bowl every single time. And it makes no sense. The like, last time that they didn't win the Super Bowl was against, what, the Bucks? Yeah. And it was because their offensive line was awful, and Tampa had a great defensive line, and they were able to just get to Mahomes. I think Mahomes also might have been injured that year a little bit, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it's and you say that, and it's I think you're 100 percent correct, and it's crazy. This year they're going into next season, and their wide receivers are Marquez Valdez Scantling, Kadarius Tony. Sky Moore, Justin Watson, Rasheed Rice, and Richie James. And then there are some other guys that uh, they're like Justin Ross, if he's healthy, can get some can get some playing time. But yeah. that is not a good wide receiver core. No, it's not. Now they do have Travis Kelsey. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is kind of a receiver playing tight end. Yeah, essentially. And, he, and he's Travis like the best Kelsey's tight end in the league and like receiver. one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Um and you talked about like when they have a good offensive line, that's really all they need with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They have a really good offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. Donovan Smith, Joe Thune, uh, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Jawan Taylor. Yeah, that's a good offensive line. Now it, they're gonna have to like make sure that they have chemistry. That's a big important thing with offensive lines because they did have to replace both tackle spots yeah. um, with Andrew Wiley at right tackle and um, Orlando Brown at left tackle. So replacing them, they're still replacing them with two very solid tackles. Donovan Smith comes over from Tampa. Uh, he's a very great left tackle. Jawan Taylor coming from Jacksonville, solid right tackle. Like it's it's gonna be 
they're they're going to be still good. Yeah, the fact the, the fact that they have the best interior offensive <laughs> line in the league. So I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah and the fact that, that that they are, you know, that pretty much everyone believes that they are strong Super Bowl contenders with this wide receiver core and a defense that was just average, maybe a little bit above average last year. Yeah, shows you how good. Patrick Mahomes is. Now, before we move on from the Chiefs, the Chiefs, I do want to ask you, how big of a role do you think Kadarius Tony is going to have next year? I, there's been yeah. some reports that he might have a pretty big role. Yeah, do you dude, believe I saw that? somebody, like, I, somebody, I want to say it was like Good Morning Football. They were like doing bold predictions, yeah. and somebody was saying like, yeah, Kadarius Tony is going to have 1,200 yards this year. Eh, oh. I don't know. How many did he have last year? Uh, Not very many. No. Like, not... Like, not like a crazy, crazy. amount. Yeah, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred be in, insane. It'd be like by far the best year of his career. Now this is only year three, isn't it? Like yeah, this that, year whoever that said that's into? high. He had one hundred and seventy-one yards in seven games with the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They somebody had a bold prediction. That was their bold prediction was that if, Kadarius if, if, Tony if was going to be a twelve hundred yard receiver. If he gets that, I'll gladly be wrong. Yeah. I'll gladly be wrong. But that seems insane. <laughs> it, it does feel a little insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, good grief. But, yeah, um, I, th- I think he could be – I mean, he'll have more yards than he did last year. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, he's going to be a big contributor to that offense. He probably is the best receiver out of that group. Honestly, more than Katerius Tony, I'm interested to see if we get a jump with Sky Moore from year one to year two because I really like Sky Moore coming out of the draft, mm-hmm. and he really just didn't do much last year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very interested to see if he can get more production – and, you know, maybe he can actually shift into the number one guy for them. Tired, Canarius Tony is wide receiver one. Yeah, wired, wired Sky Moore is wide receiver one. Absolutely. The real question is if Sky Moore is making the Pro Bowl this year. That's the real yeah. question. Yeah, it's not if he's going to be good. <laughs> forget, it's if he's going to be all pro. Forget Canarius Tony. Let's talk about Sky Moore. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see how big of a role Canarius Tony has yep. this year. Both uh, Tony and Moore were like huge parts of their Super Bowl win yeah. last year. Like they both had pivotal moments in that game. So it'll be really interesting to see um, how big of a role those guys have. Um, obviously, we both believe that this team can and probably will win the Super Bowl. Um, it's just a matter of their offensive line staying healthy and Patrick Mahomes, you know, being alive and being on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So when he's on the field, they always have a chance. Absolutely. All right, next we can talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, first off, do you think that the Chargers are finally going to get over the hump and make a deep playoff run? Or make a deeper playoff run than just making the first round? Yeah, that, I mean, that question also hinges on, I think, a lot of Kellen Moore, who is their new offensive coordinator, uh, just came over from the Dallas Cowboys where he was their offensive coordinator, which I think is going to be really good for Justin Herbert. I'm hoping that with the addition of Kellen Moore, Justin Herbert will kind of be able to take more shots downfield because that's something that I think Justin Herbert, with his talent and his arm strength, should be doing a lot more than he is. And I think another part of that, they were able to draft Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU, who is a really good deep threat receiver. And 
I'm hoping that that's going to allow for Justin Fields or just sorry, not Justin Fields, Justin Herbert to push the ball downfield a lot more than he did than he has in years past. Yeah, I think that that's been the major complaint, the lack of downfield throws from them. Mm-hmm. Like Justin Herbert's average depth of target has been really low. Yeah. Um the last couple of years, so I think that with Kellen Moore, hopefully they start to throw the ball downfield a, a, a good bit more. Um and I think that, you know, adding Quentin Johnson through the draft and having Mike Williams is going to allow them to do that. Yeah. Um, I think – and then they also drafted Darius Davis. Not a big name, but this really fast guy from TCU, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, so they got two TCU receivers through the draft. Um, I think they're going to throw the ball downfield a lot, and I think I think that their offense is going to be a lot better as a result. Yeah, absolutely. And that leads to my next question. Is Justin Herbert, like, truly an elite quarterback? Yeah, I believe he is. And, you know, argue what you want about, you know, their playoff success. Um, I I do think that this is a year where they need to at least win a playoff game because if they don't, it is going to get harder and harder to say, like, yeah, Herbert's an elite quarterback, you know? Yeah. Um, And he's got to – he's just got to – cut it loose this year man like rip the ball down the field take more chances because he has the arm talent to where he can do that yeah and he just doesn't do it enough so on paper for the last few years the Chargers have been a really super great team but they just got to put it together on the field yeah I think I think he's he's an elite quarterback I do think it's fair to say that like his production last year was not that great it was not as I mean and, it, it, it was yeah. worse than it was the year prior yes I the, mean, well, the year prior was was really good it was 35 touchdowns to 15 picks if I remember correctly and then last year what 24 touchdowns the to, I can like look 10 or something like that like in 2021 he was awesome yeah ranked like you said, he had 38 touchdowns. I think he led the picks. league in passing as well. He, yeah, um, he was third. He was actually second behind Tom Brady. Okay. Um, but he ranked like third in QBR. Yeah. Um, he had a strong season. And last year, the numbers weren't quite as good. Yeah. Um, had 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. Yeah. Um, and he, he was good, but it just wasn't amazing or anything. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Justin Herbert is elite. I don't care about team record. That's not what you should be using to evaluate evaluate quarterbacks. Um, I gotta get my stepdad out here to let him know that. Yeah, but, you know, um, it's okay. Uh, do you think that? Or first off, how big of an impact do you think Quentin Johnston will have as a rookie? He was the first round, their first round pick this year. Yeah. Do you think he's gonna have a a big impact or a big role year one? I think he really can. I think he can, and a lot of that is due to Kellen Moore coming over to be the OC. I think they can take a lot more shots downfield, and I think Quentin Johnson is going to be a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be – that's something I'm looking forward to with this yeah. team, seeing how big of a role Quentin Johnson plays. It is – their receiving core is really weird to me. Yeah. Because they have a bunch of, like, big receivers. Yep. They don't really have any small slot guys. No, like all I guess Keenan Allen can play slot. Yeah, but, but he's, he's more of, like, a big, big slot. Like, yeah. Like they don't have slot. a they don't have a ton of just elite speed yeah. at receiver, um, so that's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I think Quentin Johnston can be good, um, but I do think it's going to be difficult for him to demand targets or get a lot of targets over Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, yeah. who have been there for years, um, and and who are both like really talented players. Yeah. 
So, last thing with the Chargers. Do you think their defense can actually, you know, stay healthy and be good enough for this team to be one of the top teams in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, staying healthy, I think that's something that we'll just have to see with time. Like, it's it's hard to predict injuries. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, this team defensively is good on paper if they're all playing to their potential. I mean, theoretically, you should have a great pass rush duo in Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, but Khalil Mack did not look like himself last year. Um, you have some solid pieces on the interior of the defensive line. You've got a good linebacker duo, honestly, trio. Eric, Kendr- or Eric Kendricks was uh, signed this year. Kenneth Murray, but also they drafted Diane Hein or sorry, Diane Henley, linebacker from Washington State in the third round, who a lot of people really liked him as well. Um, secondary, you gotta hope that J.C. Jackson can get it together, man. Like last year, he sucked. Yeah, he was bad, and they paid him so much money to come over and be like that cornerback one. Him and Asante Samuel Jr. were supposed to be those the guys, and he just struggled last year. So you got to have a bounce back year from him. So I mean, if all the pieces move in the right direction, then you are gonna have a really good defense and a team that can compete in the AFC with Justin Herbert and a, a new offense with Kellen Moore. Yeah, the defense just has to be better. It's got to yeah. be better. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be impossible for this team to compete in the AFC without a good defense. Because yeah. like all the other top teams in this conference have good defenses. So if you're going to have a below-average defense, you're just not going to be good enough. And Justin yep. Herbert isn't good enough to carry a bad defense. He's yep. not Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. like Patrick Mahomes, like we've already said, he's like literally the best quarterback that we've ever seen. So like having those kind of expectations for Justin Herbert just isn't fair. Yeah, it's, it's not, not fair. Um, so yeah, I like this team a lot. I think on paper they're really good. Um, and theoretically, they can be great. But their defense has to be has to be better, and honestly, Justin Herbert himself has to have a better season next year. And I think he will with Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to watching this team next year. Now we can move on to the Denver Broncos. And first off, what do you think we can expect with Sean May- with Sean Payton as their head coach? Yeah, I mean, ideally, you're hoping to see a lot more consistency from Russell Wilson with Sean Payton coming in as the head coach. Sean Payton has been a great head coach with the Saints for many years. Now coming to the Broncos, where you have a guy like Russell Wilson, who's had many years of success, but comes to the Broncos last year, things just don't really work out the way that you'd hope. So I think if anyone can, it's going to be Sean Payton to be able to unlock, you know, the greatness that we've seen from Russell Wilson in Seattle now in Denver. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I expect to see a big jump from the offense. Yeah. Do you think like, do you think that Russell Wilson is going to have a bounce back season? And if, and if he does, like how good do you think he can be? I mean, I think he can, I, I, I don't really feel like there's been drop off in his talent from when he was in Seattle. I mean, it was only two years ago. And so I think we see similar production to how he was in Seattle, um, where he's, you know, a consistent borderline top five quarterback. Like, he should be able to get back there. And I think Sean Payton should be able to unlock that in him. Yeah, there. I don't know. I think theoretically he can bounce back and be really good, especially with 
a new a new head coach and someone who's like a head coach that's great and yeah. as good as Sean Payton is. But there were games like I watched the Broncos games last year and it's like, wow, I feel like the decision making is just not there. Yeah. So hopefully I think theoretically he could improve. And there's a lot of talent on this team. Like they have Portland Sutton, Tam Patrick, Jerry Judy, they have a young tight end, Greg Dulcich. Um, but I I thought Russell Wilson, some of the issues some of his issues were on him and not just everybody else. So hopefully he can have a bounce back season, but I'm I am a little worried that maybe he just isn't that good. Maybe so. Anymore. Um what do you think we can expect from young guys in this team like Javante Williams, Greg Dulcich, and even Marvin Mims, who they just drafted. Yeah, with Javante Williams, he's just got to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Uh, he's a really good running back. I, you, you just got to hope that he's going to get the touches if he is healthy because they did sign Samaje Pirine, um, who is also a, another very solid running back. I, I'm afraid that he might not get the touches that you would hope to actually have like a super productive season yeah. for Javante Williams. Um with Marvin Mims, it's kind of it's a little bit of a crowded receiver room. I don't know if there's really a path for him to um, have a lot of production, but we'll see. I I, I know they're probably going to have to trade or cut like one of those guys, or not cut, but like let go yeah. of one of those guys because they can't pay everybody. KJ Hamler seems like the likely candidate to be traded. Um, I mean, I, I think Jerry Judy could get traded as well. Yeah, because they, they've already paid Tim Patrick. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know how long Cortland Sutton is under contract for. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they trade Jerry Judy, I think Mims could easily step in yeah. in that spot. Um, I'm really excited to see Javante Williams be healthy again because mm-hmm. when he was healthy last year, he was really good. Yeah. And I think he has the potential to be a star in the NFL. Yeah. If, if he can just stay healthy. Yeah, another guy that another young guy that I'm excited about, and I know you probably are too. You liked him a lot coming out is Drew Sanders, linebacker yeah. from Arkansas, mm-hmm. who was drafted yeah. by the Broncos. He has a chance to have like a decent amount of playing time as a rookie. Um, same with another guy that I like, Riley Moss, yeah. who's a corner coming out of Iowa. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with these guys. Yeah, and I'm really excited to watch Greg Dulcich because I, I liked him a lot coming out of college. Oh, yeah. This big athletic tight end. Where'd he go? San, San Jose State? Uh, UCLA. UCLA, okay, never mind. Yeah, he was just he was California. a great vertical threat, um, and he's going to have like no competition yeah. at all in that tight end room. He's going right. to be a starting tight end. Um, so hopefully they start to use him a lot. Do you think there's any chance in this team, you know, kind of like the Browns, overperforms expectations, you know, their older quarterback, um, you know, bounce, has a bounce-back season, and they kind of, you know, are, are a surprise contender in this division? I think that they definitely can be better than last year. Yeah. I don't think it's that hard. Last year felt not like very the, hard to do. Last year felt like the floor. <laughs> yeah. It felt like rock bottom. doesn't feel like it's very hard to, to be better than last year. I don't know that they'll make the playoffs yeah. just because of how stacked the AFC is. If they were in the NFC, I would say, yeah, they actually have a really good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. But – just with how much talent is in the AFC, it's going to be a little bit difficult. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't think they're going to contend in this division. I think they're probably going to finish third. Sure, um, yeah. Even even if things work out and Russell Wilson has a bounce-back season, it's just going to be it's going to be really hard for this team to be great, um, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Alright, we can close out the podcast talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, what do you think that the Raiders are going to look like after, you know, signing Jimmy G and losing Derek Carr? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know that there will be that much drop-off. It actually may be more productive just because Jimmy G is familiar with Josh McDaniel's system. Um, That's fair. I, I didn't think about that. That's yeah, a good point. Which, Josh McDaniels, I mean, historically, like, his system is not a super easy quarterback-friendly system. And so it is difficult to transition from a system that you're familiar with to a Josh McDaniels run offense. Yeah. And so I think Jimmy G being a guy who has been in that offense for a few years when he was in new England Mm -hmm. will be able to transition a lot easier than Derek Carr was able to. Yeah. Um, And so I think that that could be good for him. Uh, Josh Jacobs obviously had a really good year last year. Um, Should continue. I, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't have another good year this year. Um, their offensive line is essentially the same. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Jimmy G could have even more success than Derek Carr. Even Well, I say even more like Derek Carr had success. Yeah. He, he should be better than Derek Carr was last year. I made a mistake. I said Jimmy Garoppolo. I meant Aiden O'Connell. Oh. <laughs> the true starter the true starting for the Raiders. Yeah, I'm really interested to see the Raiders' offense because they lost – Darren Waller. Yeah. Um, they traded him to the Giants. And then they brought in Jacoby Myers. Um, so I'm really interested to see this team and, and what their offense looks like. They also drafted Michael Mayer. Yeah, they've got an interesting tight end room. It's yeah. a lot of guys that I actually l- like or liked. Like Bro. Michael Mayer they signed. They have Austin Hooper. And then they also have O.J. Howard. So it's like a interesting tight end room. O.J. Howard, legendary prospect. Yeah, dude, for real though. <laughs> like really. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Yeah, their offensive line. I'm kind of surprised that Josh Jacobs was so good with this offensive line. Yeah, appeared to be that great of an offensive line. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah. What do you What do you think? Do you think that um, that Tyree Wilson will have a big role as a rookie? Mm. It's hard because you are behind. You've got Max Crosby, who's a fantastic yeah, Crosby, obviously edge rusher, and I then Chandler Jones. Jones yeah. Chandler Jones had a, had a little bit of a rough year last year, but hopefully he can find it again. I, I know he's getting older, so I mean, I think Tyree Wilson could find himself being in a little bit of a rotation with Chandler Jones, maybe especially if Jones is not as dominant as he has been in years past. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't expect a ton of production from Tyler Tyree Wilson in year one. Yeah, I it's think just, I would. I think I would agree. I mean, it's it's gonna be hard to get a lot of playing time when you already have a talented veteran like Chandler Jones on the yeah. team. Obviously, he's not gonna be playing above Max Crosby because Crosby is legitimately one of the better edge rushers in the league. Yeah. Um. So he's not gonna be playing above him. Um. It'll be really interesting to see how much he plays as a rookie because I think he's good and I think he's really talented. Um. But that'll be interesting to watch. Do you think that Josh McDaniels is going to get fired after this year? Uh, if they, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, if they overperform and it looks good, then no. Like, even if they get to a point where they're winning like nine games and they yeah. just miss out on the playoffs, I don't think he gets fired. I think he has a chance to build upon it. If they are, if they look the same as they did last year, yeah. Yeah, there's no way this team is making the playoffs. No, right? no, like, no, no shot. Like their their defense isn't very good, and I mean, if Derek Carr is gonna struggle in this offense, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is too. 
Um, I, I understand that thinking, but also Jimmy G is a little more familiar with the offense than than Carr was. Now, he is several years removed from being in that offense, so it might take some refreshing. Yeah. but maybe I think Josh McDaniels might just be a terrible head coach. I agree with that. I like, was, I was he actually might, thinking He might just that. be suited for an OC job. He's a, he is a good offensive coordinator, and he had been for a number of years with the Patriots. Yeah. But every time he's been a head coach, it has not ended well. Which is crazy. I mean, last year that this offense should have been super productive. Oh, yeah. They had Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr. Like, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Yeah. And they weren't very good. Yeah. So, I don't expect a lot from this team. Um, and really, it's not that interesting of a team, honestly. Yeah. And they don't have, like, a young quarterback or anything. Um, I will be interested in seeing, you know, Michael Mayer. Um, the receiving core is kind of interesting. With Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, and he, you got Josh Jacobs, you got Tyree Wilson, a young guy on defense. Yeah, and Devontae's still going to be productive no oh, matter yeah. what. Devontae is just that guy. He's just <laughs> elite. He's just that dude. Yeah, he's a special player. So, I think I think you and I both probably expect the Raiders to finish last in the division. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, we got it done. We reviewed literally every single team in the NFL. Every single team. Let's freaking go. Let's do it. Let's go. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um I can't wait for the NFL season. It's yeah, going to be a lot of fun. I think we do plan on doing an episode where we talk about all the awards and, pr- yeah. and do predictions for, for each award. So Absolutely. We'll have to get together and do that. But that's all we have for today's episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Peace. <laughs>